Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. On November 11th, join us for Benzinga's 7th Annual FinTech Awards. It's going to be a day full of networking, deal-making, and recognition of incredible achievements that you won't want to miss. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. All right, good morning, good morning, good morning, Spencer Israel, Dennis Dick. Joel is also here, but he is refusing to reveal himself. His camera's turned off, his microphone is on, but his camera's turned off. He's ref- I think he wants to do a grand reveal. We don't know what Joel looks like right now, he, uh, but, he, but he is here, I promise. So we got a lot going on today. Michelle Krebs is our guest. She's from Cox Automotive. She will join us at 8.35 to talk through uh, what happened in the automotive market uh, in, in the last quarter, GM, Ford, Tesla. We'll talk about all that. We'll get her thoughts. Um, we'll take questions from our chat. As always, hit that like button, please, and thank you. Um, Joel, do you... Are you going to ever show us your face today, or are you going to just leave us hanging for the full hour? Hey! All right. Yeah, man. Rasta, Joel. What's going on, man? Rasta, Joel. What are we going to cover on the show today? Rasta, Joel. I like it. Let's I just like cover... Let's you just even got cover. the Bob Marley shirt going. It, the Jamaican mechanics made it. Oh! <laughs> They're here. They're that, here. That's a throwback reference. That's that an old is. joke. That's a throwback reference. All right. That nice is. one. Yeah, we should like show it? Enver, too. Where's Enver? Enver? Enver doesn't. Okay. Enver doesn't Can Enver come on? on? No, he did not come on. Oh. Enver is 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 doing it the way we should have done it. He's doing his camera virtually. Show yeah. him. Enver, come on and show you for a second. This is behind the scenes. You guys never met Enver. Can we he, meet Enver? He won't. I, he doesn't want to do it. <laughs> Come on, Enver. Come on, Enver. Anyway, Enver's behind um, the scenes, telling us what to do and getting all the. He's the one that Enver's the one that puts up all this nice, uh, everything that you see on your screen right now. Yeah, um, the agenda, everything. Those of you who are asking, oh, uh, I have a special guest coming in. Apparently, those of you who are asking, oh, I have special guests here too. Love. Nice. Oh, oh yes. There you are. Okay, you got to come over onto the screen. Come on, <laughs> special guest. Special nice. guest. Happy Halloween, go. everyone. Awesome. We got a pyre and we got a witch. And what are you? Very fun. Happy Halloween. <laughs> yes, Dennis found a car. All right. Exactly right. Okay, have a good day, kids. They're off to school. It's Halloween at school. Candy day. That's going to be exciting. Very exciting. Bye, Brady. Hey, Bye. <laughs> to those of you who are asking uh, who I am, what I am, I am the Benzinga Safety Inspector. This is a real position at Benzinga. Every company in our building is supposed to have a safety inspector whose job it is to uh, be the leader during a fire drill. Uh, so usually it's Luke. Today it is me. If we have a fire drill, we'll be ready. That's that's what I'm dressed up as today. Or it could be Bob the Builder. You, I don't know. You look like you're ready for a construction job. That's you want to come build my house? I need more help. Yeah, that that yeah. that too. Um, hey, real fast, b- b- uh, before we throw it to the charts, Joe, uh, Joel, uh, that's your cue to share your screen. Rasta uh, before, Joel. Before we do that, uh, I just want to 
tell everyone we are doing a special promotion today around Benzinga Pro. If you are a Benzinga Pro subscriber, you will be eligible for this promotion. I don't. I'm not going to tell you what it is just yet. That's called a tease. But there is. We're doing a special Halloween promo. We got permission to give away something of 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 real value. It's got nothing to do with Benzinga. Real value. An NFT. It's not an NFT. It's better than that. Uh, it's better only, than an NFT. Yes, and we're going to give it away only to a Benzinga Pro subscriber. Uh, we will talk about it on live trading, or maybe at the at the end at the end of this show. Uh, maybe Mitch will come on and and do it. But uh, um, want to message put that out there. Okay, let's let's get the charts up on the screen, Joel. How are we doing this morning? Uh, good. Um, the MJ index is uh, traded down four cents <laughs> at the at the current low of the move. Uh, what should we look at? CGA, uh, oh, holy, wait a second. All these charts are looking the same. Holy mackerel. All these charts look the same. Give me a, give me a, what, GG? Everything just moves together. Yeah, relationships. What's uh, what's the one, GGWRG or something? GRWG. GR, I mean, they're any GRWG, yeah. Oh, my God, they all look. All right, well, we we won't look at those. Uh, S&P Futures, that's what you guys want to hear. We're in the red by 20 handles. We went all-time closing high, and then Apple and Amazon, they, you know what they did all over the the market. Uh, So we're down 20 handles and just kind of hanging out mid-range. So it's going to be tough to get back to the all-time closing high, but we'll figure out how to do it. Uh, crude that's down a dime at 82.71. Just to maybe gonna be negative for the week if that's possible. Uh, gold down 11.60 at 17.91. Even silver in the red by 19. Let's call it 20 cents at 23.92. Bitcoin down by 3.80, And Ethereum, Ethereum futures, they're up 52 dollars and 25 cents. And did I hear they made a new high? Yes, Let's see. Did. Let's you take did. a look at it. It today. It did. Yeah. It did make a new high. So congrats. yeah, Ethereum. Yeah. To the holders. I'm there a holder are. of an Ethereum. Ten thousand dollar price target. Okay. That's my Ethereum price target. Based on his feeling. Based on just hope, <laughs> pure hope. That's the hope yeah. trade. All right. Should we start? Let's start with Apple here. Uh, so if you recall. Uh, Dennis was concerned. Very he was concerned. Ner- he was nervous, pervious until this report. I tried to talk him off the ledge. Well, it's a good thing he didn't listen to me um, because nervous. My, my thinking was, look, Apple had already warned. They already said a few weeks ago that they're going to cut. They're, they're reducing their iPhone 13 shipment uh, guidance by 10 million because of supply chain shortages. Well, it turns out that those same shortages that are hitting the iPhone are also hitting every other part of their business. So let's give you the numbers from yesterday, and we'll bring the chart up on the screen. EPS was in line. Sales did miss low. That's a very rare thing to say. $83.4 billion was what Apple's sales were last quarter. The street was expecting uh, $84.8 billion, so they missed by about $1.5 billion there. Um, iPhone revenue came in lighter. Wearables revenue came in lighter. iPad did beat. Uh, services revenue. Uh, uh, actually came in higher as well. Um, but the the big takeaway here, it was from the CFO, uh, Luca Maestri, that the situation will not resolve itself by the end of the year. The supply chain impact will be larger 
than the $6 billion charge that the company just had to take. They said that yesterday as well. They're, they're taking a $6 billion charge um, as because of uh, supply chain woes. The end effect of that will be larger than the $6 billion charge for this current quarter um, and supply chain problems expecting uh, affecting uh, all other parts of their business, not just iPhones. So um, I still maintain my bullish stance that this is going to be a great buy the dip, but uh, it, obviously Apple is, 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 in, is in the storm right now. Um, you know, and we know why I was nervous. I just couldn't get an iPhone. I go into Rogers and I'm trying, I'm the last guy trying to buy an iPhone. And they're like, we hardly have any iPhones. And, you know, and then I put an order in and they said it should be in in two weeks. It's six weeks later. And they finally call me. We have one iPhone and we suggest you take it because it's a God knows when yours is going to come in. So the demand is there. We know the demand is still there. It's not a demand problem. It's simply a supply problem. They can't get the parts to get the iPhones out there. That's why I was nervous that they were going to miss. That's why I was nervous about the supply chain issues at Apple. That's why I bought putts. So, and putts were cheap, Joel. Putts really? were very cheap. Yeah, you the one fifty. So I bought multiple. I bought multiple putts. You did. So I did. I did. And I didn't even do the spread because I was going to do the spread, but I was like, I just thought they were fairly cheap overall. How far so, out did you go? One fifty putts. I got for a dollar six. Dollar seven. I bought a couple times in there. A dollar six, a dollar ten, right around there. And I went out just on a flyer. Um, so I, I hedged myself with the 150 puts, but I went out on a flyer, and just in case it got really ugly, I just bought a lottery ticket 143 puts. So those may go off the board or worthless, but those were going for 15 cents. So I was like, you know what? This really gets ugly. 15 cents is kind of like a lottery ticket. So on the put side. I don't think those are going to hit. Obviously, we don't know. It's still trading. It still is a full day, so there's going to be some movement here, but it looks like it's kind of found its home down five bucks. I mean, overall, I didn't want. I don't want to sell my Apple. I just want to hedge myself a little bit into this quarter, so it helps a bit. The puts will help a little bit. Did you... Oh, so you did th- this week's? Yeah. Wow. I wanted to hedge through this earnings event. Wow. All I, right. I wasn't hedging long-term. I'm still a believer in long-term Apple. I wanted to hedge through this earnings print. So yeah. and the cheapest way to do that, it was cheap. 150 puts, so this thing was 152 and a half, was you know fairly cheap, a dollar. I thought it was cheap. Yeah. So. This is what Apple's doing. It's been running into the reports. This is what it did off its last report. I mean, if you're gonna buy this thing into the report and use this this, you know, that strategy we talked about. Sell it the day before the report. I mean, how many people got jammed in this yesterday? I mean, the actual day of the report, it makes the high, the move. Let's just look at, we're just probably going to be reset of a trading range. Uh, got a hard bounce off the uh, the uh, after hours low. Let me tell you where that comes in. That's going to be our first area. And it feels like, yeah, it's going to, it's really thickened up here. It's under 145. Yeah, yeah one forty four forty two. It's gonna. It's really thickened up it though at one yeah. like one forty six and a half, one forty seven. Uh, if you look at just if you scalp out on a rally and it gets near one forty nine seventy two, that was yesterday's high. That could that could really happen. But man, it just looks like it's gonna be a trading range, maybe one forty six to one forty eight and a half today. Maybe the fireworks is already over. I think so. So, in, and people are asking, I've got those puts. What's the best time to sell them? I mean, I can exercise the 150s, but there's probably be a little bit of time premium left in it. 
just because, you know, we do see some crazy reversals. That time premium gets sucked out probably after the first half hour. So I'll probably, I'll probably dump them within, if I'm going to sell um, on obviously the 143s, I'll have, they'll have some value, but probably, I'll probably lose on those because it didn't fall that far. So I'll probably sell them in the first like 20 minutes, half hour. But, you know, you get a feel for what Apple does. Like, where's it open? Does it open and start tanking right away? Does it open and start rallying right away? You know, that all indicates there too. And obviously I'm, I rarely buy puts and I was going to do a put spread, but I just thought like when I was only paying just over a dollar, I was like, okay, I could have sold like the 148s for like 50 cents and only had mm-hmm. 50 cents, but then I'm only hedged for two bucks. So, and obviously when I bought the 143s, I thought there was an outside chance this could really get hammered. I, you know, and that was a very, I just saw 15 cents. I was like, seem pretty cheap to just take a shot but obviously we'll see what happens i don't know if those will be worth 15 cents even now because it didn't fall that far there might be a, like, if, there might be a, there might be some bids on the open there might there uh, might be yeah so it, it might yeah. be the, the play to get out actually at the opening print on those yep. options so but anyway i was nervous i want to head through the print so that's what i did Nice job, Dennis. Very, very nice. Well, it's not, you know, it was more of a hedging trade that I was just nervous about the Apple. And you know what is very surprising? So let's go to Amazon. We'll talk Amazon. Then we'll talk the SPY overall because SPY is holding up well. Yeah. Okay. Amazon, the the, the Apple report hinged on one thing, and that was supply chain problems. The Amazon report did not hinge on really any one factor, which I guess in a sense makes it a little bit more concerning here. So the EPS for Amazon came in very light. They they reported earnings per share of $6.12. We'll get the chart of $6.12 versus an $8.92 estimate sales of $110.8 versus $111.6 billion. And the guidance was also light. They guided Q4 sales 130 to 140 billion versus a $142 billion estimate. Um, the one good thing here was AWS. Cloud growth is still really strong. Cloud uh, revenue uh, rose thirty nine percent year over year. Uh, that's 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 still good. That that's in, that's in line with uh, prior growth rates, and that's all looking good. But everything else was sort of not great. Uh, they talked about increased labor costs. They talked about staffing shortages. They talked about supply chain problems. They talked about a deceleration in their advertising revenue. Right, um, their, their ad business, which is, yeah. which is which they call like their other business right um there was a lot here that was kind of wonky uh they're of course spending really really heavily on everything they're spending more on labor they're spending more on content um it 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 was it wasn't like a i wouldn't call it a disaster report but there was a lot of things to sort of go huh that's what i would say there's a lot of things that make you go huh and there's not very many times you can say that about amazon it's been in this range. Yeah. And I tell you, my buddy Bruce, he listens to the show sometimes, has been selling. I talked about him like last year. For the last year and a half, he has been selling the weekly calls and puts, both sides, every single week. And he brings in like 75 bucks, 100 bucks, 75 bucks, 100 bucks, every week, every week. And I tell you, this stock has not done anything better than what Bruce has called. Because when you're selling calls and puts, you want a sideways chart. And wow, I cannot believe how perfectly that has worked out for Bruce. I don't know if it's going to continue to work out that perfectly. And at certain points in time, he has been assigned. And then what he does is he just flips around and writes the calls. So I mean, that works so well, those strategies when you get the sideways market. And that's what Amazon is in. 
And 3,000 to 3,500 has been the range for almost a year and a half now, which is absolutely incredible. And it continues to work. So good job, Bruce, if you're listening. Just raking uh, in that premium. This, I mean, obviously it's a little bit higher price stock. So, you know, it could have a little bit, but it kind of feels like you missed it maybe. 32.55. Uh, that stands as the after hours low. That comes in here right at this area. You had a pair of lows at the 32.50. Well, that was a little bit uh, lower. 32.38. Uh, there was another low right in that area. 32.38.36. I mean, uh, I don't even know if you'll see that. 32.60 was another. I just, you, you have this shelf here. All right. That dude finally found the number. 32.60 coincides with the October 13th low. Looked like buyers stepped up to 328. They're not, you know, they're not being like super aggressive, but buying and not, I think buying and on the cheap, getting near the pre-market low is going to be tough. And then coming back, looking for a rebound, you got to get all the way up to 33.86 to fill the gap. But uh, trading range, maybe, you know, maybe 32.65 to 32, uh, it's already at 3,300, so. I don't know, 3270, 3315 trading range. You're a little today. tighter on your range. I'll just yeah. go 3,000 to 3,500 long yeah, term. I did, yeah, let it decide. I mean, because if you were trying to buy on uh, on weakness, you had a really good chance here. Then you're like, okay, I'm going to buy it again at 3216. You didn't get your chance there. So this feels like there's buyers out there, sellers not being super aggressive. You know, just here where the sellers were aggressive, but uh, took it down and uh dennis you were talking about the arbitrage effects and stuff yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, i saw i tweeted you tweeted it out like this is down this is down i i was just gonna say well just buy microsoft that's and you know what that's what they're doing too i, I mean nvidia and microsoft are probably trading up in the green a little bit here just because they need something to counter i mean 10 percent. so basically 10 percent of the spy is apple and amazon so you get 10 percent of the spy trading down four percent roughly you know you could just say apple we'll just ballpark at three and a half percent amazon's down 4.08 percent call it four percent call it 3.8 percent spies down 0.42 percent so that means if you back out amazon and apple spy is actually flat so that means every other component in spy here today is actually has the other 498 as a whole have to be flat so it's not surprising that maybe they hold up Microsoft because we already know the Microsoft results and they were pretty good. And obviously, you know, we've got some other stocks that are moving around. They're not the only ones, the big movers in the spy. There's a lot of stocks moving here today, but you just got to come and consider. You're like, oh, the market's getting killed today. My stock's going to get killed. Not so fast. When you have those two stocks making up the entire loss of spy, spy, if you back out Apple and Amazon is actually flat right now. So this is actually a flat day for other stocks, which is why you're actually seeing some other stocks catch a bit. Sometimes you see rotation go into, you know, different names. Some of the cyclical names may be hot today. The financials are holding up very well today. We've got steel stocks up because U.S. Steel had a great quarter. We'll get to that. But you're going to see a lot of rotation here today. So don't just expect your stock to be red because SPY is red. You got to look at the whole ETF and look at the effects. And right now, SPY is actually trading flat if you backed out Amazon and Apple. Do you want to know the last time that Apple came in in line on their earnings and, and missed on their revenue? And I called this, by the it, way. It was Q2 2018. You want to know the last time Amazon missed on both numbers? Q4 2016. This is a rarity. This really, these companies are fine-tuned machines. 
this is very rare for them both, for one of them, let alone both of them, to come out uh, below Wall Street's estimates. So. Do you not find it amazing, though, no, that do. the S&P is only down 20 handles? Yes. That, you know, they're not rolling this over into other tech stocks, that they're not rolling this other. I mean, you have the one of the biggest companies, if not the biggest company in the world, saying, we have supply chain issues. And the market's shrugging it off once again. And they are, because like I said, the rest of the 498 companies that was a collective whole right now are flat on that news. I mean, it, and somebody said on CBC last night, I just say it again, I don't know who it was, but if Apple can't get parts, who the hell's getting parts? But I mean, the other, the other side of that is like, if, if, and if one company is going to figure it out, who's it going to be? It's Apple, duh. Yeah, but they can figure it out. So well, that's telling me there's going to be supply chain issues here for the foreseeable future. This problem is not going away anytime soon. And that means your earnings are going to be weak from a lot of companies that can't get parts. Now, if you're in the service industry, not talking restaurants because food costs, are, you know, and they're getting wage inflation. But maybe, you know, certain industries are obviously, you know, going to do better. I've been saying I feel like the banks are going to do better in this environment here. Um, because again, with rising prices across the board, I do believe the Fed's eventually going to have to taper. We know what they did in Canada; they didn't even just taper; they stopped altogether uh, with the asset purchases. So, um, I don't, the Fed's not going to do that because you know they're they're just they're, they, that's what they should do, but they won't. But we can see we're getting into this you know environment here where everybody you know is looking for a home, and I mean. The market has shrugged off so much, and they're shrugging off these supply chain issues too. Does it eventually come home to roost? Does it, do these issues eventually start to hit stocks? I mean, we saw Apple and Amazon just get, I mean, Apple just got hit just directly because of supply chain issues. Does this start to hit other stocks? It's been hitting stocks. Does it continue? Well, I think it does. But where is the money going to go? Well, that's it. So they're just going to rotate another name. It's like, you know, I, I'm like, Okay, I loaded up banks. I haven't been loaded up in banks like I am right now since the financial crisis. So I loaded all those Canadian banks, you know, a, lot, a couple of people in the chat making fun of me for it about a week and a half ago. I'm up 4 or 5% on a lot of those Canadian banks in nice. a, a week and a half. So I traded my utility stocks because if you're going to a rising interest rate environment, these are long-term plays, but if you're going to a rising interest rate environment, which I think rates are going to start ticking up, um, at least on the long end, then you got to think, okay, well, utility stocks are not going to do as well, and financials are going to do better. So it's just a reallocation. And I mean, the TLT is going to be your best indicator for that. It's been hanging out. I mean, we had a little rally here again in the TLT, but I don't know. I just think we're in this environment that eventually the Fed's going to have to start doing, at least tapering, because price inflation on labor side and obviously on on um, product side is, is not going away. You know what? I combine my theme of small caps and smaller companies doing better uh, next year with the bank theme and uh, purchased uh, uh, some regional banks ETFs this week. Should we get and- Tim Melvin on the show? Yes. Yes, we should because he's our small cap. No one, knows, no one knows small random banks like Tim oh, Melvin. Oh, yeah. Bring Tim back. Bring Tim back and uh, let's talk with Tim because he always gives us some diamonds in the rough because he knows all these small little banks. And and if you want to talk about buy and hold, he buys and holds forever, Tim Melvin. So he'll hold positions for like a decade. So he's a holder. So yeah, and, let's get uh, some banks to bank. Yeah, talk here. if you want to, yeah, probably. I, I just wonder, where, you know, because it's always interesting when you talk to Tim, like how many stocks are on his radar. 
Like there were some, you know, there were some times, you know, this is, uh, you know, when we had him on a few years ago, he's like, I got nothing for you guys. You know, the, everything is that you're outrageously priced. And then there were other times where, you know, he had three or four ones there. Some of them are trade by appointment only. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, do you want to reach out to him? Are you trying to do it today, Spencer? Or are you going to no, try? No, and I'll, I'll reach okay, out next week. next week. Okay. Uh, okay. Michael Snyder, I don't know if anyone can hear cancel this, is asking for a book recommendation on on market rotation or extracting alpha. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we just did a whole webinar on this, so oh, yeah. I can put the link for there. You can still buy those webinars. They're up on our site. I mean, this is exactly what we were talking about in our Saturday educational event. I know people want stuff for free. There's a lot of people. There's people that pay for it, too. I mean, we put together... You know, a lot, we put a lot of hours into that educational event. So we have to charge for certain things, you know, certain things. Obviously, we like doing the show for you guys for free. But when we do these extra educational events, um, we have to continue to charge people like, oh, eventually I'm going to get it for free. But that's not, we, we, it's not fair to the people who actually signed up and paid. So I just put the link for there. But this is what we talk about. This is how I make my living is extracting alpha from rotation. So, I mean, we talked about, and, you know, and we're going to talk about, we're going to have another event coming up on order execution. Did we announce that yet? December. Uh, I don't think we've announced it yet, but I think, what do we have a date set for it? You said we agreed on we, one yesterday. Yeah, I think, I think December 10th. I was the 11th. 11th. It's a Saturday. Yep. Yeah, yep. it's going to be on order flow and order execution. So where we're going to dive gonna right good one. Yeah. We're going to dive into the nitty gritty of how are you trading? Like, well, how are you putting your orders? What is happening with your orders? You know, how is we're going to put in like how even like, you know, showing how the off exchange market makers make money off your orders and, you know, and how you can, you know, better advantage yourself for that. But I mean, all this stuff is tied into prop trading and professional trading. So that question that we just got is a fantastic question. And what you're talking about there are more professional strategies. I mean, and not saying retail. Retail can employ these strategies. That's why we're trying to teach you guys some of these different strategies that the professionals are doing because you can absolutely take advantage of rotation. I mean, we talk about that all the time. We know the TLT, and I give this relationship, it's the basic one all the time. When the TLT is down, the banks are up. And hey, look this morning, TLT down a buck 18. What are the banks doing? They're all trading higher. So despite the SPY being down, which we know is just Apple and Amazon, your banks are going to be a source of strength because the TLT is trading down. Extracting alpha from those relationships is how I make my living. All right. Let, let's move on here. Uh, real real quick, Spencer. Yes, could, uh, yes. I'm going to do a screen share here real okay. quick. And okay. I just want to show you guys because someone asked about uh, purchasing it. Um, it's still up on the site. It still gives the date. But if you just simply go to register today, boom. Hit it registered today and it will bring you to do it and it will be automatically emailed to you after you you'll fill get it out. the actual so and the there's and you can get both of them. You yeah. Get, so yep. this is a just to be clear, there this you is you can do that. This is at premarketprep.com. The link is on the yep. screen right now. That that's where that is. Yep. Oh, should we do Does the, the BZ uh, ten the still promo? work, Joel? Yes. BZ10. Yeah. So if you guys, this was for Benzinga listeners because we gave you guys a promotional code. If you want ten dollars off, to you type in BZ10 in that promotional code and you get ten bucks off. Awesome. So the BZ10 still works too. That's for the Benzinga listeners. Right, okay. Right. So let's move on. Yeah, this isn't, we're not just selling yeah, all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk more about this as, as it gets closer. Uh, we, those of you who were here on Monday, you saw the news about Benzinga. Uh, and Barringer Capital and the deal there. There's actually other Benzinga news today that I'm going to break right 
now. Benzinga is changing its name to Facebook. <laughs> and we're taking the Facebook ticker symbol, too. We are taking the fa- – yes, we are also going to go public with t- the ticker symbol FB. <laughs> it, is, good, it, is, it is breaking news just from – Benzinga is ago. now Facebook. So we, we're called Facebook now. Benzinga is now Facebook. Facebook is now Meta. That's awesome. I like this new Facebook. Yes. So, yeah. So we're now – the pre-market prep sponsored by Facebook. I like that. Yes. So how do we feel about this, guys? Like <sighs> that That's a good name. It's catchy. How do we feel about Facebook running away from their, from, from, from their identity? I, I hate it when companies <laughs> change their names. And who calls Google Alphabet? Who actually, when you, we talk Google earnings... Does anybody actually, you do, Joel? Do you call it alphabet? Yeah, Joel, actually, Joel and I do. Joel's, you do too, Spencer? <laughs> well, like in the context of earnings, yeah, yeah. I never call it alphabet. Dumbest name ever. Alphabet is for my kids. It's not for my portfolio. So I don't know why they changed the name. I don't know why Facebook has to change the name. They don't want to be associated. They're all their businesses with Facebook. So what that you do other things? They're already still going to call you Facebook. Are they changing the ticker symbol too? Yeah. But what is well, it? they can't change it to Meta because it's already taken. No, oh, they were too slow on it. The ETF got them. They should yeah. buy out that ETF and ETF take the ticker symbol. So it's MVRS. It's going to be December 1st. MVRS. Oh, MVRS. That's a terrible ticker symbol. Michael Victor Rogers Simon? That's it. That's horrible. Well, well M-verse. Metaverse. That's not even good. Meta's way better. Man, they messed up. They were dropped the ball on that one, Zuckerberg. Because this Meta hasn't even been out there. How long has Meta been out there? Not long. Yeah. Like Meta's a- been out there like three months. You couldn't do this three months early and get the Meta symbol? Terrible. I hate this even more now that they couldn't get the Meta. Terrible. Could you do, hey, Spencer, could you do one more breaking news? Sure, Joel. Ron Artest, Battle World Peace, is going to be a spokesman for the company. Yes, yes. We have signed Ron Artest. We have signed the, the person formerly known as Metal World Peace. Oh, no, they've signed him. That's what you meant. They've signed yes, him. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Not we. Who was yeah. responsible for the malice in the palace. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Hey, uh, real fast. That, oh, he was, too. I forgot about that. What, what was the fan? He got in the fight with the fan? Yes. Yes. Yeah, well, the fan threw a beer at him, and, and then he, he went, went out up and started throwing fisticuffs at the fan. Yeah. Uh, and it, uh, yeah, that guy's permanently banned from. Well, I can't say the palace anymore. Wow. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that that was ugly. That hey, so, was ugly. so Facebook. Obviously, you know the news out yesterday that they're, they're going all in on the metaverse, of virtual reality, augmented reality, change of their name. But that's not the only play uh, in the metaverse there's actually a number of stocks that moved off this news yesterday and i want to show you all first shout out to chris catchy who wrote this up in an article and i'll put the link to that article in the chat right now but if you're on benzinga pro you can also find it without having to rely on me sending you an article there's the link uh if you go into the pro news feed and you literally and just like I, i was messing around yesterday let me get rid of that filter. I was just messing around yesterday, and I thought, let me just do a search for the word of, like, augmented or augmented reality. What we'll do augmented reality, right? Because that's that's basically, you know, what what this is, right, is augmented reality. Yeah. And look at all the different – and these are the same tickers that Chris mentioned in his article. Look at all the different tickers here that we have that are moving off of this news, like wow. VUCI, 
KOPN, MTTR. I don't know what these are. Actually, I know what Matterport is, but CSCW. Never heard of that before, right? Moving off it. And look at this one. Here's Chris's article right there. 5.55 p.m. yesterday. Boom. Here's the full list. All wow. these all these tickers, Roblox, uh, Weemi Hologram, um, uh, yeah, VRAR. Oh, a great ticker for VRAR. And remember, you can see Catchy on SPAC's attack. What time is SPAC's attack? 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock. Catchy is my go-to guy. I mean, Mitch is obviously, too, where they know the SPACs very well. But anything in that universe, I go to those guys. Those guys do their research. Yes. Due diligence with an exclamation mark on it. That's Chris Catchy. So there's like a whole... Uh, dare I say, universe of metaverse companies that were moving off this news yesterday. Uh, I'm not telling you to go out and buy them. I'm telling you to be aware that there is more than just Facebook here. Uh, Blue Hat, uh, there's also the metaverse ETF, which is kind of a, just a big tech ETF, honestly. But um, yeah, a lot of different metaverse plays here. It is uh, is Voozy, was that one of them on there? Yes, it was. Uh, that was a Kathy stock, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, Wasn't how, Boozy, how like was one of the big Kathy names? It just kept loading up. Oh, it's been an ugly one, too. Uh, she's, she's had Tesla going for her, but man, it, it, here's the funny thing with Kathy. You know, you look at the stock, and you know, we're she's still what you know, ARKK is off 30 25% from its highs back from February. And look at where Tesla is, which is her biggest holding. And Tesla is obviously significantly higher, so it means all of her other holdings have done really bad. Because she's making a lot of money on Tesla, which is her largest holding, and no, still no, getting- no, she's lining up. She's selling into the rally, I think. She's yeah, still she was selling a while. A while it's still her biggest position, though. All right, I'm uh, just saying she's made a lot of money on Tesla, and her fund is still underperforming. So a lot of those other picks, like Voozy, not very good picks so far. Fair. Let's let's uh let's take a look at uh, Facebook here. And for the longest time, I had the three twenty to three forty range, right? And I was saying, you know, you got to bust above three forty to like, you know get higher prices. And popped up there the day before, and then it had three thirty now. So I'm moving this down. I'm saying you don't get giddy about Facebook on the upside until you can clear three thirty and hold it. Conversely, on the downside here. You know, I know you don't have everything perfect at 310, but that's the new area. So that's that's what I'm looking at. The the breakthrough uh, 320 has been a little bit choppy, but right now there's your trading range, 310 to 330. And I and when companies start doing things like this, I it doesn't exude a lot of confidence. I, I think, you know, if you got to, you know, change midstream like that. But it's been a great stock for a long time. And let's see if we can hold this 310 area. If not, we're looking for 300. Last comment before I bring on our guest today. And this is what I, this is the theory that I posited to Mitch yesterday at the close was last year we saw two stocks run up into news events that on paper meant nothing for the company, right? Apple and Tesla both split their stock. Doesn't change anything about the business, but both stocks ran up into those events. My theory is, or my idea is, does Facebook run up into this name change December what 11th, right? Is that what I said? That's what I said. December... Uh, I don't know. That's not it's a, just a name change. Oh, no, no, no. People... December 1st. December 1st. Does It's a name change. It, it, it means nothing on paper, but that's the idea. I hate the name change. I don't think people all view it positively as a problem, so that's why I don't know if it affects it. I think it's almost a negative, if anything. What, and, what's this, and what what's about this social symbol? media right now? I mean, that Twitter chart, like, like, well, look what's happening with the social media stocks. Twitter, 
is really getting hit hard. I mean, new lows again yesterday. Pinterest, we know since they're not getting bought by PayPal, everybody's getting wasted on that. That is absolutely an ugly chart now. Um, obviously, if they come back and a rumor materializes, that could change in a heartbeat, but not a pretty chart at all. Snapchat has trying to bottom, but it was the one that started this whole thing. So, and then you got Facebook, obviously, off their earnings was trying to go higher, and then they sold it off. And, you know, yes, we rallied a little bit on this metaverse thing yesterday, but there's an overall issue here with social media right now. I'm not sure, I'm not even 100%, like I said, with the DWAC and Trump doing his thing, that there isn't a few nervous investors saying, if Trump gets this thing off the ground, there's a lot of supporters, a lot of people could actually go on that platform. I sold some Twitter, but I'll, I will talk about that after uh, nice. after Michelle comes. Oh, you sold some Twitter. Nice. All right. Yeah. Hey, let's bring on Michelle Krebs, senior analyst at, at, at Cox Automotive, and let's talk about, uh, I guess there wouldn't be a chip shortage in the metaverse, right, Michelle? Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. I don't know about the metaverse. <laughs> I don't really know the car business. Fair enough. Okay, Michelle, we are, I guess we're through the car portion of the earnings season here. So recap for us what happened and what each of the individual, the largest automakers said. Well, we've got the Japanese coming in the next two weeks, okay. but um, we, we have got Tesla started out with, you know, record-breaking deliveries, record-breaking profits. Uh, and then this past week, we've had GM, Ford, and Stellantis. It was very clear that the uh, chip shortage uh, hurt their earnings uh, and deliveries, uh, GM in particular. They, they kind of got a free ride early on, and then they got hit hard in the uh, third quarter. So their profits were down about 40%. Um, Ford, less so, down about 23%. Now, the interesting thing that's happening is, yes, their volumes are down, the profits are down, but um, their average transaction prices are soaring because of the inventory shortages. So what is out there is the really expensive stuff, and it's selling at pretty high prices, and they've slashed their incentive spending by a lot. So that saves some money there. Okay, so that's a story. <laughs> yeah, that's a story on Tesla. Uh, what about you know, representing Motor City here, GM Ford? Uh, well, that's what I yeah. No, GM- no, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You're right. You just covered all those. Yeah. So. Where, where, where does that leave us going forward, I guess? Well, we're still in a you know chip shortage situation, uh, very tight inventories. The inventory of unsold new vehicles in the U.S. Is un, has been for several weeks uh, under a million vehicles. We've never seen those kinds of levels before. I think it, you'd have to go back to the 1980s. Even after the cash for clunkers that, that sopped up a lot of inventory, it was at 
1.4 million. So that was the most recent low. So, and even if we get production plants back up and running fully, we're still going to have a big empty pipeline to fill. So it's going to be a while. We think the worst is behind us. That seems to be what all the auto companies say. It looks that way in our numbers, um, but it's, you know, we've got to climb out of this. Wait, do you have any insight as to why Tesla was able to seemingly circumvent this chip shortage a little bit better? I, I, I don't know exactly. Aha! All right. They sell a lot less cars, though, too, Michelle. Like, no, true. So that's a number. I mean, you're comparing, you know, 2 million cars that, that's you true. know, annualized on Ford and GM versus 200,000. Okay, well, you need a lot less chips when you sell ten percent of the volume. Right, right, and and you know uh, the automakers kept building trucks and SUVs where they make a lot of money, and then you know kind of put the car production on ice. So, yeah. Okay, we got a question from the chat about Volkswagen. Uh, I, I I know they cut their outlook. Tell us more about 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 that. Um, well, Volkswagen, um, you know, is going wants to be an all electric company. Um, but they've got a high cost structure. So, um, and they've had a lot of trip uh, issues uh, with uh, chips. Their big Wolfsburg, Germany plant has never run this lean uh, in terms of uh, output. Um, so they're looking to cut cost out of their structure and they're talking about, you know, job losses it eventually as they transition to EVs. Okay. Um, and then, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about that that news from what I was it Monday now the the Hertz mm -hmm. the Hertz Tesla deal and also the Hertz uh, Carvana Uber deal. Right. Um, what do you make of that? Oh, I think it's really interesting. Um, so Hertz is buying a hundred thousand Teslas. It could end up being more than that, possibly through next year. Half of those, or even it could be even more, as they're saying this morning, are going to be offered to Uber, Uber drivers. I wouldn't be surprised if they added in Lyft drivers at some point because uh, Hertz has been providing Uber and Lyft drivers with vehicles. Um, and it's a great deal for Tesla because they sell a bunch of vehicles. Uh, they claim at no discount. So that's billions in um, revenue, but also tremendous advertising potential. And, you know, Tesla doesn't spend any money on advertising. So they're going to ride the coattails of Hertz, who has just signed on seven-time Super Bowl champion uh, Tom Brady to be in its ads, a uh, really splashy ad campaign. So, you know, Tesla gets the advantage of that without having to pay for it. I'll be honest, Michelle. I didn't realize that Mark Fields was the CEO of Hertz. Oh, that just happened recently. Oh, it did? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I You're I... not that behind. Maybe okay. a month ago, something like that. Maybe a month ago? All right. Well, I missed it a month ago, apparently. Uh, so you, you spoke to you spoke to Mark, mm -hmm. right? What did he tell you about, about this deal and like what Hertz is doing? Well, I mean, he he knit together all these pieces, I, and you know, they're so they they're doing the Tesla deal because they believe electrification is the future. It also, you know, they're coming out of bankruptcy. Uh, it really is a brand differentiator for them, and you know, they got in early with Tesla because you know, at, at some point, the, all the rental car companies will start offering uh, electric vehicles, but they, you know, nab the first big player first, and that's that will give them an advantage, and and they may add other makes uh, as production increases. Um, 
And then the other thing that they're doing is they are, I asked, what do you, what happens to these vehicles after they go out of the rental fleet? Because typically they either come to our auctions or they go to, um, they have sales on their own. Um, and the way uh, Hertz is going to do it is yes, they'll continue to have sales of their own, um, but they'll also supply Carvana. Uh, so they avoid the wholesale network and um, uh, Carvana will sell, sell them, have the supply of uh Teslas that they can sell uh, as used. Uh, looking ahead here, uh, you know, you mentioned that we're getting we're due for a couple more earnings reports mm -hmm. uh, from uh, uh, the Asian uh, the Asian automakers. W what are we? Anything crazy to expect here? Or are we expecting more of the same? Uh, well, you know, I, I think that what what we'll see is it wasn't until. September, October, that really Toyota and Honda got hit. Nissan got hit earlier. They closed some plants earlier. Uh, so I think it'll be the, the next quarter that we really see the, the impact on Toyota and Honda. But, you know, Toyota's been amazing. Despite they have the lowest inventories in the business, but they still gain sales and still gain market share. And a lot of it has to do with a very efficient distribution system that I'm. everyone wants to know what the secret sauce is there. Yeah, yeah. We're on the line with Michelle Cox, an analyst for Cox Automotive. Michelle Krebs from Cox. I'm not part of the Cox family. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought you got. Oh, you're going to get us fired for that. Uh, Apologize again. I'm sorry, but I was just looking it up, dude. Um, it's, it's not what about all these? What about? I mean, we're talking about Ford, and we're talking about GM, and we're talking about Tesla. We're talking about Stellaris and Toyota, but there are so many other of these smaller companies out yes. there. Mm -hmm. I mean, are they, is there going to be, are, you know, are some of these smaller companies going to be acquired? Is there, are there going to be eventual winners or are they just all going to go bye-bye and uh, just, uh, you know, lose out to the big boys? Well, I think there'll be winners and I think there'll be losers uh, and we'll have to wait it out to see. Um, and, and of course they're all, Go. Everybody's going after Tesla. You know, I. You know, because you're in Detroit, you've seen the shirts that say "Everybody versus Detroit." This is everybody versus Tesla, uh, and so uh, there. There was a lot of speculation this week that you know eventually uh, Tesla would use, lose market share, and sure it will. It's not not going to dominate. You know, it's not going to have seventy percent of the market forever. But it's not. And everybody's focusing on the big guys, but these little guys are going to take uh, bites out of it. Lucid uh, delivers its first vehicle to a customer on this weekend. Uh, Rivian's going public, um, and you know there there's there's a lot of action on the EV startup side, and not all will win. Spencer, you're on mute. Hey, I'm on mute. I'm sorry. Uh, it was the Halloween brain. Do you have thoughts on Lucid? Because they just rocked it up yesterday as they head into deliveries. Do you have any thoughts there? Um, you know, we'll see. Yeah. I, you know, they're producing cars. That's that's okay. that's a big plus. A lot of them haven't started producing. So, yeah. Michelle, do you do you look at Fisker at all? I mean, some yeah. of these smaller companies. Um, obviously, I, I've got a long position in Fisker. Full disclosure, but I mean, you look at what's happened with Tesla. Um, we are, they do have the deal with Magna. So we are going to start to see Fiskers on the road, probably at the end of 2022. What are your thoughts on Fisker? Yeah, it's, it's a possible contender. It's so hard to know because you don't know all the financials. The other thing that they, they're doing is they're uh, tied with Foxconn to assemble cars, which may happen at the Lordstown uh, plant in Ohio. Um, so a lot going on there. I, I don't, I can't predict who's going to win or lose, but. Um, Why not? 
<laughs> you know I'm not a financial analyst. We know that. We know that. Uh, one last thing for me, uh, do the infrastructure. I mean, you know, we talk about, uh, you know, got plenty of gas stations out there and they're, they're building more. I mean, do is the, you know, is the infrastructure prepared for this many EV cars coming on? I mean, yeah, you can charge it up in your garage, but, you know, for traveling, do you follow any companies in that space? And do you think that the infrastructure is keeping up with the eventual demand? It, it's not keeping up right now, but uh, it, the, uh, infrastructure proposal that's pending in Congress has uh, some money for an EV infrastructure. It's about half of what the Biden administration wanted. Um, but that, that's key because the number one reason people don't buy EVs is they're worried about the range and the, the charging infrastructure. If the charging infrastructure were there, the range, which is improving vastly, wouldn't be as big an issue. But yeah, it's the it, we got to have the infrastructure for uh EV adoption. And one more thing on the uh, and the controversy of the self-driving. I mean, it seems that whenever it comes up with Tesla, you know the you know the wording that you know they have the disclosures, the protection, and everything. Uh, you know, when when do you see that becoming you know more more commonplace? I don't know about more commonplace, but they've got a battle in Washington on that, so they're you know being watched much more closely uh, as to how they're positioning it and um, how it's performing uh, by the safety regulators in Washington. So that that's certainly something to watch. Michelle Krebs is executive analyst at Cox Automotive, joining us live from, hey, the Motor City, just like us. Michelle, always a pleasure. Thanks a lot. Thank you. All right. Uh, hey, Joel, do you want to tell us about Twitter now? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, a little... Uh... I'm going to talk with Sean at uh, 9 a.m. on uh, Pre-Market Prep Plus about this. And I've, I've been wanting to sell this for a while. And Did you sell it all or you just sold a piece? I kept a little piece, Dennis, so I could do what you do and just <laughs> whine it's about it. It's always a mistake it. keeping a little piece yeah. for some reason. Um, and uh, I wanted to do it before the report. And I did it. I did it you know, early after the report. And I just think this... This whole social media space is just, you know, it's ran its course. I think there's competition. I mean, originally, Dennis, when you mentioned, uh, uh, you know, about the Trump thing, I, whether or not that comes into fruition, I really don't know. Um, I talked with another buddy of mine that has been involved in uh, its own Facebook for a long time. And he was, you know, it's, it's just like these stocks have run its course and, I just felt I'd ring the register and, uh, you know, had it from under 20 and, you know, whatever. I didn't get the greatest price of getting out, but uh, got a little piece and maybe get a, a little bit back on the rebound. But we are just, we are going down hard here right yeah, now. Yeah, what's going on? Oil is getting hit. Gold is getting hit. Um, you're seeing movement. Um, obviously, there's still some stocks holding up. We know there's going to be some stocks. Green, the financials are holding up very well. But, I mean, gold has just turned around and is starting to get really slammed here. We were above flat when we started the show. We're now down to 20 bucks. If you're looking at the futures, or 2 bucks on GLD. So, um, yeah. But it's not only that. Oil's really rolling over here, too. So we well, got the USO going down. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, we, we had some oil earnings. Uh, this yeah, and those are holding up. But yeah. the oil itself, the commodity itself, is, is not holding up nearly as well. Yeah, I don't know. This is interesting. 
Well, you got a lot of stocks um, that are starting to go red here. So not just technology companies with Apple, but we're seeing a few other stocks too. And IWM has went red too. It was holding up fairly well. Now IWM starting to go pretty heavy red here too. So you're starting to see a, a little bit more nervousness here. I don't know why. This is what I would have expected last night off the Apple and Amazon. And, you know, and still, obviously, we're not down far from where we just were. But we've been saying, you know, S&Ps are holding up very well, and they still are. Obviously, Amazon has leaked a little bit more at four and a half percent, and Apple's leaked a little bit more as well. But both stocks still holding, uh, or the the spy is still holding up fairly well, considering the majority of the, of the loss in spy is Apple and Amazon. So it's interesting. I don't know if you're going to see as much rotation. I don't know if you're going to see an everything sell off. But we're starting to turn in. We were seeing clear rotation, yeah, an hour ago, and now we're starting to see clear selling in a lot of sectors. Like I said, steel's holding up well. Caterpillar got an upgrade, I believe. Um, well, so it's holding let's talk up. about steel because we had yeah, US, US we had steel US steel report last night. Uh, the earnings were good, the sales were good. They both beat estimates, but on top of that, this is like you know kitchen sink is what they threw at us. They they did a three hundred million dollar buyback, yeah. and they're raising their dividend from a penny to five cents a share. So going in the right direction there. So beat beat buyback dividend raise. You see how much money they obviously don't think it's going to last we know there's nothing more cyclical than than some of these commodities they made five dollars and 36 cents yep u.s still made five dollars and 36 cents and um a spinner tweeted it out and i'm not sure i retweeted it i'm not sure if it's accurate but they said u.s steel made almost as almost as much money as amazon on the bottom line not sales obviously but on the bottom line i didn't even notice that I don't know if that's right or not. Can we go and actually verify that? Um, go you, in the background and verify US that. Steel made five point nine six billion dollars. Yeah. In in overall revenue. Five well, not revenue. You got to look at the bottom. Oh, line oh the, you, you look at the yeah, bottom. A revenue won't compare. Amazon's revenue is off the charts. Well, that's why I was we're just saying say. bottom line. Okay, so bottom line. Let me look. Let, let me look in the background. He's gonna go look in the background yeah. there. But Spinner, great stat. I retweeted it. I know Spinner does his homework, so he's probably right. But I mean. Just going to show you how much money U.S. Steel and some of these commodity companies are making right now. Now, this is a cyclical business. And what does that mean? It means don't expect them to continue to make $5 a share every quarter. Because obviously, if that was the case, the things trade with a P of like two. We know these are, you know, this is, you know, not going to last. It's in a cyclical business. They'll get to times where they're actually not making money. Their earnings go like this, much like, you know, Micron's a cyclical business, certain ones that their earnings just fluctuate like that. But right now, holy crap, they're making so much money. I'm blown away by those numbers. And no, I'm not long. Somebody asked me if I was long US Steel. I did check. I had US Steel in there for a bet. I had sold it. I had bought Cleveland Cliffs instead. I'm long Nucor and my Cleveland Cliffs I sold. The CLF I sold for the simple reason. I bought it at 20 about a month ago, around maybe if it wasn't even 19, 19 and a half, 20. And it got back up to that major resistance, the August highs. And it's looking like it's struggling there. So I did sell my Cleveland Cliffs. I'm holding my new core. I've had new core for 10 years. I don't intend to sell that at all. Cleveland Cliffs come back down to the 20 area. I'll rebuy it. I'm playing that range. All right. Uh, U.S. Steel, we're trading at the highs of the pre-market session. Uh, we have just reached uh, 25.82. Now, we haven't been up in this area in a while. That does coincide very nicely with a 25.79 high. So you want to see this thing open up here, make a charge, and you want to see it test this double top here at 26 uh, in the 26 handle. 26.32 and 26.43. 
I mean, two highs in the same area after it was at $23 yesterday. So I would just, this one, you just want to keep laying out those offers, you know, probably with bigger size. I think it will turn, I mean, and ha- have a pretty good sell-off on this. A lot of people are sitting on uh, pretty good profits. You know, I don't think you'll come anywhere near the top of the range from yesterday. But just uh, this $26 area, I don't even know if there's anything in the book at 26 uh, but you want to see strong follow-throughs that pre-market high. Yeah, I, U.S. Steel made like almost as much. It wasn't like that's what, incredible. It, stat, was, like, it was almost as. So much. what were the numbers? Do you have them? Well, it, it, yeah. If you look at net income, it was like uh, three billion for Amazon and two and change for U.S. Steel. And that's on, incredible. On, on a per share basis, it was five five dollars and change for U.S. Steel and like six dollars and change for. Just, just giving you perspective of how much money U.S. Steel and some of these commodity companies are making right now, and I mean, obviously, we don't look at the bottom line. They look at, you know, what, you know, is sustainable in the long run. And we know Amazon has always invested back in themselves and probably can make even more money. Uh, but, you know, they obviously invest back in their own company a lot, too. But, I mean, wow. Our U.S. Steel and some of these commodity companies are making so much money right now. Some of the lumber stocks, like I talked about the Canfor that I own in Canada. I mean, these things are just printing money right now. I don't know. But then obviously Canfor, and then it's probably from the quarter before they were doing better. They had supply issues too, I believe. Um, there is some other issues hitting some some other uh, companies as well. But incredible amount of money some of these commodity companies are making. All right. We we haven't gotten to any tickers in the chat yet. I suppose Take we, a time. Two minutes. Yeah, go. Suppose we can do a couple. I'm trying to scroll through here and see what we got. Uh, someone, someone dropping some, some EVs in there. I saw QS get, get mentioned. Uh, someone just asked about another one that is kind of a high flyer. Um, let me go here. The EV trade on the smaller names and maybe it's lucid. That's really, you know, picked up the steam on some of these smaller names. We know lucid had a huge breakout there yesterday and you saw Fisker getting a big pop. You saw a lot of these other EV names. Really getting a pop. Even Ride showed some life. Ride never shows life, but it showed a little bit of life there yesterday. Um, I, I don't know if that continues or not. It's right now. It's the thing. I mean, anything to do with EV, you know, with the lithium plays that we've owned for a while, LTHM, LAC. Um, I still got both of those. They've been unbelievable. They're both making highs again. I don't know if that's, you know, I don't know if it's sustainable, I'll just say. But right now, the EV trade is hot again. All right, we can look at Starbucks. Someone's asking about that because they did report last night and they gave guidance on the conference call. So the EPS beat by a penny of the sales. Uh, more, It was a slight miss, more or less in line. They gave guidance, like I said, on the conference call. They gave uh, uh, fiscal year uh, sales guidance of a range, the high $32 billion range, which is around where the street was expecting. Um, I got spooked out of this one after the, the EAT report, so I sold my Starbucks, and I, I'm glad I did. You know what? I'm gonna let you guys uh, finish up here. I gotta yep. go uh, take oh. this uh, this wig off and uh, I see we <laughs> missed a lot of symbols here. I gotta look presentable for pre market prep plus. So. <laughs> uh, let's, let's, uh, I'll catch up with you guys later on. Everyone, join me pre market prep. Do you have thoughts, uh, thoughts on Starbucks, Dennis? I was nervous. The same thing. I yeah. said on the show that day with Eat, I'd be nervous on a stock like Starbucks too, for the simple reason I don't want to own anything with that has significant wage inflation labor shortages right now. And I got to think, you know, we know McDonald's figured it out, but that's hitting, you know, probably from both sides, the restaurant industry, Starbucks is in its coffee shop, but kind of in there. 
I mean, that industry right now is getting hit from both sides because their food costs are going up and their labor costs are going up. And the demand is sure it's there, but they're getting hit from both sides. It's not where I want to be. It is not, you know, those are not businesses that do well in inflationary periods. All right. I think if there was any show this week that earned your hard-earned like, uh, it was this one. The spooky edition? The spooky edition. Come on. Show some spirit, guys. Hit that like button. We're at just below 300 likes right now. Reminder, we're go- uh, I think we're going to announce the Benzinga Pro giveaway on our next show on live trading with Benzinga. This We're giving away a prize that has nothing to do with Benzinga. It is not a Benzinga product. It is not a Benzinga service. It is um, something of real value, something that you know we got permission to give this away. We had to ask for it. Um, it, it, you know, we, we couldn't just decide ourselves because it, 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 you know, it's above the threshold. So, uh, we're gonna give away this mystery prize to a random Benzinga Pro. I like user mystery prizes today. We're going to announce what the prize is and how to enter the giveaway on live trading with Benzinga, which is going to start right after we wrap up here. So, that being said. Please remember that all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes and not for investing or trading advice. Thanks to our guest today, Michelle Krebs. Thanks to all of you in the chat, even the people who don't have any Halloween spirit. That's okay. And uh, hit that like button for us, please. And thank you. Live training coming up right now. Dennis, have a great rest of your day. Have fun trick-or-treating. I want to hear stories on Monday about how the kids are pumped. How eventful it was for you because I don't think you did it last year, right? So, um, actually, maybe... we did. We did oh, do right. trick or treating last year. Well, I want co- good... the COVID trick or treating where they're all masked up. I want a good story on Monday. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Okay. There's your have a good day. weekend, everyone. Have a good weekend, Dennis. Have a good weekend, all of you. I'm gonna wrap it up here. See you over on live trading with Benzinga. Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now, and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.